Hello. Hi, Gemini. How are you? Hey, Gabe. I am so good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to Christian Gay and Gifted's podcast. So the reason why I wanted to pull you on was to for you to tell your story. Okay. And then we will go from there because I already got one question wrote down, but I'm sure more will come about. So I will give you free range. Okay, what do you want to know about me, Gabe? This is your baby. First of all, before we even get into questions, congratulations on starting your podcast. Um, You're going from guest to host, and now I get to go from host to guest. So we're a little bit like opposite mirroring each other. And I am really proud of you just seeing your growth from when you were on Coven of Rejects to now, the just the confidence that you have with your story and with sharing yourself is so beautiful. And so first and foremost, thank you for having me. And I love and appreciate you so much. You're welcome. I love you to pieces. And it's been an honor to be on Coven of Rejects, not just once, but twice. And that's why you are now on my podcast, because there's a lot of different religious backgrounds. There's a lot of different spiritualities that are going around and I felt for my season one episode two you would be the perfect candidate as the first guest speaker so that's why I brought you on thank you well let's get into your questions Gabe what do you want to know so the first question is when did you notice your abilities oh that's a good one so Okay. So my whole life, um, I guess there's, there's kind of a complex answer to this. So I've known my whole life that I'm seeing, feeling, hearing, and understanding things differently. And it kind of just got brushed off all the time. So I was raised in Christian science and I remember being a kid and I remember one instance specifically, I was in my car And I remember um, hearing my voice. I was in the back seat and my mom was driving. And I remember hearing my voice being called. And it was a woman saying my voice. And I said, yes, mom. And she said, I didn't didn't call you. And then she paused and said, that must have been God's voice. And so as I was growing up, I would hear these voices and, you know, as a kid, I'm not thinking, but I heard a woman's voice. I'm just I'm thinking, okay, cool. God's talking to me. Great. Um, so it was really confusing growing up and just hearing things and then being told that that's God's voice and them not always being good messages. And sometimes they're scary and just really not having an understanding because I've been told that this is God. And so how can they be say, how can God be saying all of these things? But then I'm being told in church that like, God doesn't say those things. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and then I would say that it really, really, really started picking up in high school. Um, to the point that I would call my mom and I would tell her, like, I just need you to send me to a hospital or something where they can take care of me. And like, I need you to commit me because I can't stop hearing voices. I'm seeing shadows. I'm seeing people that aren't there. I'm so scared. Um, and they never did like get me committed or anything like that, which now I'm grateful for because I don't have, you know, a record of that. Um, but driving, driving is where it really, really picked up for me. 
And I didn't like driving at night, especially because I could see everybody in the road and I couldn't tell when they were real and when they weren't real. And I had no way of deciphering what was a spirit, what was a ghost, what was a person. And so I've had the abilities my entire life. Um, and it has been a very scary fucking journey. Can I say fuck on here? Cause it's my favorite word. Yes. Girl, okay. you know how we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure. <laughs> so let's go in a little bit more in depth when you were in high school and you thought that you needed to go to a mental institution. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I was specifically seeing black shadows, black figures. I would be in my room even with lights on and I would see somebody in my room or um, thoughts would come into my mind that I didn't understand or I would hear voices that I didn't know how to differentiate. And I, the best way to explain it is when you don't know how to use your gift and you don't know that you even have a gift Voices come through sounding like they are your own voices and your own thoughts. So I would have these, it felt like conversations with myself, which made me feel crazy. And it would be like, you know, I would have pictures of like a scenario happening. So for instance, like driving, you know, driving in a car, I would have visions that a car accident happened here. And I would think about dead children or something like that. Whereas now I know, oh, I feel and see this way because this is something that happened here. And I'm able to, to, I, I just, I have a gift to know that, but I didn't understand that when I was younger. So I just thought that I was going insane and I just, I wanted somebody to do something about it. And it created a real disconnect with me and my parents for a long time because I felt like, I was judging myself so harshly that I felt like everybody else was. And I was in fear all the time. And fear is something that once you feel fear once, if you don't like overcome the thing that's scaring you, it multiplies and it becomes, you know, a deeper thing and a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, I, I didn't ever get locked up in a mental institution. Um, I did get put on Medicaid. Well, I put myself on medication as an adult, um, just to kind of drown out the, the noises, I swore that I was going to be diagnosed schizophrenic and that's what I was kind of expecting. Um, but I did not get diagnosed, um, with schizophrenia, which is so awesome because the medication that they put people on is wild. Um, and I think that because of that, it's also because of those experiences that I've personally had, it's why I am always so big on talking about the suicide rate with people with gifts mm-hmm. and the amount of people who do get institutionalized, medicated and whatever, because they have abilities that they don't understand and nobody around them understands. I mean, think about the people who are gifted and have no idea and they're inside of strict religious households they're getting you know they're being told that they're devil worshipers they're having painful exorcisms done um you know i know that that with some exorcisms they try to drown out what's there and they will hold you underwater and i 
I just can't imagine having, I can't imagine one having had any kind of support and understand my gifts at a young age. And I wouldn't be where I am if I had, but I also can't imagine having the fear and such deep lack of support that so many people have as well. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, especially parents don't fully understand what their child is going through. And that, and your story resonates with me too, because on my podcast with you and on my episodes, I got into a little bit of where I was seeing things, talking to spirits, and I wasn't understanding a single diddly squat on what was going on. Yeah. And that's where, you know, if your parents aren't fully understanding or family's not fully understanding what exactly you're going through, they can't really help you. It's like a self-discovery journey, if that makes sense. It does. To where you have to figure out your own spiritual walk. And that's where me and you you included have decided, okay, we're going to do this ourselves because not every single person is going to understand what we're going through. Yes. And to even add on to that, even people who do have gifts and abilities, they don't even necessarily understand what we go through because everybody uses their gifts in a different way. And, you know, the way that you receive and deliver your messages is different than the way that I receive and deliver my messages. It's different than the way that anybody, you know, everybody's gift is so personal. And what I've learned with doing the podcast is that everybody's past and everybody's journey and everything that we've been through individually plays a huge role in how our gifts come through and the way that we connect and the way that we help others. And so I, although, you know, the journey is not easy and it's been difficult. I also can so clearly understand now with where I'm at, why I've had the journey that I've had and why it has been a solo journey and why I, had to go through all of the research and study and classes and learning. And it's because, you know, I'm now in a position where I can guide and help other people through their journey. And I feel the same way because ever since I was on your podcast for the first episode, which is titled Christian Gay and Gifted, I wasn't expecting on how many people would come to me and be like, hey, I listened to your podcast on Coven of Rejects and your story resonated with me so much. It's amazing how much somebody's story can actually influence somebody else. Yeah, right. That's wild. Once you once you see somebody else showing up as their authentic, true self, it gives you the confidence to show up as your true, authentic self. And the weird part is I didn't have plans on starting a podcast either. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it just hit. And I was like, I'm going to start my own podcast. And it wasn't me thinking it. It's what spirit told me I had to do since my story is already out there helping a whole bunch of other people. This is now a new venue for me to go through in order to keep progressing in the calling that is on my life right along with you as well with your podcast and you doing readings and everything else that you do right so it's amazing how your story influenced a lot of people my story influenced a lot of people i know danny's story noelle's stories they're all influencing people and it's just amazing how 
spirit is working on connecting a lot of people together who are unique in their own authentic ways to bring a different side of the realm that a lot of people don't get to see because they are sometimes so blinded by their own stinking thinking. And it's just, it just amazes me to the core on how this all plays out. Yeah. So that's, that's why I started Coven of Rejects is because I wanted to, there's a couple different pieces to it. One, I'm really fucking tired of people who practice Christianity. You know, Catholicism is still a branch of Christianity. There's so many different um, versions of Christianity, but people who are in these religions and they do not understand us. They do not know our stories. All they know is something that, you know, a small clip that they took out of the Bible and that some fucking pastor that's probably sleeping with his congregation and small children anyways is spouting at them. And that's all that they believe. They've never given anybody a chance, never heard any stories. I wanted to have a podcast where you can come in privacy and you can hear actual stories and nobody's going to know that that's what you're doing. It is a, a private form. Nobody can see that you're doing it, but you can educate yourself in private. And then to also be able to share the journey and stories of all different people. I mean, you know, you've listened to Coven of Rejects. So I have shamans and witches and spiritualists and, you know, all different people from just all different sects sharing about themselves and who they are now. And we've, we've needed that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I want to say too, that I'm excited to see how you individualize your podcast because, you know, with, with us both sharing stories of other people, um, I am so interested in seeing how you personalize it and you do different things with guests than I do. And um, you attract different kinds of people than I do. And so you're going to get different kinds of voices than I probably ever would have encountered. And I think that it's really beautiful. And I promise you that where you are right now in starting your podcast and your first two episodes, you are going to look back on this podcast in a year and you're going to be like, who the fuck was I? Because you're going to grow so much. That's what I've been being told by Spirit and also the boyfriend because he already seen this coming and he wasn't allowed to tell me. I just said one day, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. And, and he's like, it's about damn time. Yeah, he was. He was like, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. I was like, and I was sitting at work last night and I was like, and it just hit me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start the podcast now. And that's when I texted you because I knew you have experience with Anchor and everything else on how to do it. And I was like, okay, I finally did it, and you were like, did what? And I said, and I sent you the picture of the podcast, and you were so freaking excited because it was just like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was like, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And that's how spirit works with me. They give me the urge. I have to do it right then and there <laughs> because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, that's how I am. And I, al and I always like warn people um, when they're about to be like working with me that um, 
once I like get inspired about doing something, I am go, go, go. And I don't have time to wait for you to not want to be putting something in motion. I'll figure it out by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, the minute that spirit gives me that idea, I'm like, I have to, I have to start this right now because I've learned that it plays every little thing that we do and every little message that we get from spirit plays a pivotal role in something on our path that we can't see at the moment. Had I never started my podcast, I would not be doing mentoring that I'm doing and all of the different things, you know, that I have going on or even have any of my brand, my whole brand started from having the confidence to do the podcast. So I just, I gave, I'm just so excited for you and I genuinely can't wait to see what comes for you. I'm very excited too. But I know your story goes a lot deeper <laughs> than what we were just discussing. So it, it does. So, um, okay. So, do you know anything about Christian Science? I know a very, very little bit because, as we know, I'm I grew up old time Pentecostal, right? So we they really didn't discuss. Christian okay. science. They discussed more on Pentecostal, Bat, um, Baptist, all of that different types of um, Christianity, except for Christian science. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on is so you could discuss more of the Christian science aspect of Christianity. Perfect. And I've actually never truly dived too deep into Christian science, even on my own podcast. Um, So I love this. So um, I was raised in Christian science and I come from generations of Christian scientists. Um, It is different than mainstream Christianity that everybody knows. So um, with Christian, with Christian science, Uh, There is not a, okay, I'm trying to, first of all, let's start with the fact that there are two different books. So they do read from the Bible. They also read a book called The Science and Health, and it was written by a woman named Mary Baker Eddy. And um, actually, while I talk, I'm going to look the science and can't remember what year it was born, but it's, this is a very, like, new religion um so it's called science and health with key to the scripture by mary baker eddy and it was it was originally published in 1875 so we're talking about a very like young religion so mary baker eddy wrote this book that i call the dummy version of the bible Um, which basically she goes through and she breaks down parables and stories from the Bible and makes it a little bit easier to understand and then explains the lesson behind what's being talked about, basically. Um, She also shares experiences in the science and health about um, Christian scientists are very big about how your body and your spirit are not connected and how... Um, You do have a physical form, but it is not your spirit. Uh, And how there are people who have passed away and they kept on doing, you know, the same thing. Mary Baker already talks about this story where this man died in his kitchen and she came out and saw him and 
his body was there and he was dead, but um, he was still talking with her and had no idea that he had passed away. Now, how that's not linked with being a, a medium in some capacity, I don't really understand. But growing up in this religion, I had the experiences that I was having. And then you have this book talking about similar kinds of things. I mean, except I never came across a dead body. So it's not like I could put it like, you know, actually together. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not believe in a heaven or hell as a physical place. They believe that it is what you create for the life that you have on earth puts you into a heaven or a hell. They have no kind of concept about the afterlife. Um the whole premise is that you live in, they call it God's image and likeness. And that when you are fully at a place where you do not have judgment for other people, you have loved God, you accept God, then you will ascend. And they believe that that's what happened with Jesus was that Jesus basically was just so pure that Jesus ascended. Um, And I don't, I have mixed thoughts on that idea because I know that there's also a lot of spiritualists who believe in the Ascension idea also. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I necessarily resonate with. Christian scientists do not believe that Jesus is God. They believe that Jesus is the son of God. They believe that God sent Jesus here to give teachings and to speak his word. And that version of Jesus is one that I've always resonated more with than the thought of God coming down in physical form and letting himself be killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, it's so weird to talk about because there's so many things that are just like, Oh, you know, it's Christian science. And then I start to explain it and I'm like, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, it's probably like that for you when you talk about the Christianity that you grew up into where you're like, it is what it is. And I'm like, give me answers. <laughs> well, it's like, like the Pentecostal, they believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and then the and Holy the- Ghost is his spirit. Yes. So that is that's the same thing in Christianity. Um, or excuse me, that's the same thing in Christian science. They believe that there are those three sects, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Um, Christian science, I don't, okay. Um, there's a lot of things that I want to say, and I'm just trying to figure out how to not completely destroy an entire religion, (laughs) um, in my words. So I'm trying to choose them carefully. Um, For me personally, the people in my life that were raised in in Christian science and that speak Christian science are very judgmental. Anything that happened when I was growing up, any, anything when I was sick, physically, emotionally, anything was because I don't have a good enough connection with God and I'm doing something wrong. And so that is where that fear-based thing kind of comes in where I didn't really feel that 
I always felt that anything that happened in my life was because I did something incorrectly. And so it was constantly this battle of what am I doing wrong? How am I doing this incorrectly? I love my Nana to death, but to this day, I will call her to talk about her and she will blame everything going good in her life on Christianity and anything that's going bad is because she hasn't prayed hard enough or whatever. And so that was a very frustrating and a very perfectionist um, way to grow up where it was, you know, oh, I'm really sick right now. Okay, well, that's because you need to change your thinking and you need to get right with God because you are not seeing yourself as God's image and likeness. Therefore, you're getting sick. So you need to pray. You need to read the Bible. Um, you need to know that, you know, physically you're completely fine. It's your mental that needs to change. And that is a really difficult thing to hear when you are a gifted person having crazy shit happen to you be told that it's because you're doing something wrong with God. Mm -hmm. So that is where, you know, I say they're not a fear-based religion. Um, but that's really what I experienced with it. I also found people in the religion to not be very welcoming. Um, they're very closed minded to things. I remember, Sunday school, because I, you know, I always went to Sunday school growing up, and I was very fortunate to be able to get a Sunday school teacher when I was in high school, that her name was Marie, and she was just so wonderful. I, I called her Grand Marie. I used to go to her house all of the time. I went there um, before church a lot, but just in general, and she wouldn't make me talk about God in Sunday school. Like, she didn't have me do lessons and things like that. She just asked me to talk to her about things that I had going on and what was going on with my gifts and, um, and things of that nature. And I remember that I really wanted to help them because in Christian science, everybody is old. Like the younger generations aren't latching on to this religion the way that like, you know, they need to. Um, in order to keep it going. And so they were always trying to figure out different ways to branch into the community and whatever. And I think I had to be 12. I think when I, I want to say 12, I think when I was 12, I became a member of um, the Christian Science Mother Church. And to be a member, basically you sit in front of a panel and you have to, they ask you questions about the Bible and about Christian science and you basically have to answer all of their questions. And the reason that I know so much about Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is because that was one of their questions was to explain what the Holy Ghost is and what the difference between the Father and the Son is. Um, and the difference between being the Son and being the Ghost. And so I remember that part. Um, but I became a member and they do... Um, like membership meetings, you vote on everything. And when they want to make changes, you go and talk to them. So they wanted to start bringing in more young people into the church and they wanted to start doing more community things. And I remember I spent weeks and I mean weeks thinking about, um, something that they could host at a giant parking lot, thinking about a community event that they could host in the parking lot and they could have food trucks and music and they could have science and health there and people could be answering questions about the religion. And, you know, you could do this and that with teens and get teens down there. And um, 
all of these ideas. And I went up and I delivered the idea and I left. And Grand Marie, the next day I went to her house and she was crying. She was mad. And she said that after I had left, the rest of the church had a conversation with her and her husband and basically accused them of writing all of this for me because I wasn't smart enough to do it myself and trying to push their agenda onto the church. And it was that moment that I clearly remember being like, fuck that. I will never come back here. And I didn't. And that's the bad part about certain religions is because they always will put the blame on somebody else and not look at themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, are we doing something wrong or are we not doing it the proper way? Yeah. And this is where our thinking goes into effect because we're like, no, we have valid points on why we are saying what we are saying. But then they want to reverse the whole context of the story and then put it on somebody else. Yep. (laughs) And that's kind of what my church did with me too. And I know they've had multiple private discussions with the, the elders of the church and have they apologized in the past if they hurt my feelings or they did something that I did not like? Yes. But at the same time, I knew Without a shadow of a doubt, there were still private conversations going on specifically about me, and then Spirit revealed it, and then when I called them out, it was such a big deal. So I was like, yeah, this isn't benefiting me whatsoever on my spiritual walk, so it's time to cut the ties with them and do things my way, because at the end of the day, we all have different forms of a spiritual walk, and if we cannot walk in our true authentic walk, with our higher ups in the spiritual realm, then that's where the problem's going to come in and you're going to stay in a stagnant state for a long period of time. And this is why I wanted to originally start my podcast is because of the fact that there are so many people going through the same religious bullshit that we went through that they are now stagnant and don't know which way to turn and they are at their crossroads and they have to try to sit there and make their decision on which path they're going to walk. Yes. And on this topic where you're talking about that, I, for me, I found a very, okay. So I know that you are still Christian. I Mm -hmm. am, um, I do witchcraft and I would not consider myself to be a pagan. I'm definitely not a Wiccan. Um, There are so many different just ways of like doing witchcraft and practicing. Um, And, but for me, I do witchcraft. So something that I found difficult in the beginning of really focusing on my path was I did believe, and I do, I do believe that there are things that I was taught in Christian science that I have incorporated into my craft. Like, I don't think that everything was complete bullshit. I think that there is a link between what you are going through mentally and emotionally and what is happening physically with your body. 
Um, I find that using, they call, you know, herbalism and natural healings, witchcraft, but I've found a way to use crystals and herbs and things like that to help me balance my mental state. I've found shadow work through witchcraft to be able to go through and experience emotions that I'm having and not be able to have physical blockages from it. But that's a really scary thing to start dabbling in when you've always been told that there's only one way to do something and that the reason that you are experiencing any kind of emotional or whatever physical setback is because you're not one with God. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this, Gabe. I got diagnosed with um, a rare brain disease about three years ago, and um, there's no cure for it. And I've been losing my vision and my hearing. I don't have, I haven't had any hearing in my right ear um, for years. And um, all of my peripheral vision is gone. And it, the disease basically takes your vision from the outside in. So I was really struggling with this. I talk with my Nana and I tell her, you know, I just got diagnosed with this or whatever. And her response is how, well, I've always wanted to be unique and be an individual and that I manifested this myself by deterring off of Christian science and trying to find my own spirituality. So pretty much she was putting you down for leaving religion and doing things your own way. Yes. And it's not a personal thing. She does that to everybody. Everybody's everything in their life is because they're not a good enough Christian scientist. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that, but that comment when it came to the brain disease, it just furthered for me that everything that I've been doing with, myself is correct. Like getting that, getting that response. I was like, Oh, this is further a reason why I don't even the bullshit that you guys are spewing at me and that I am on the right path. And so I think, and I hold nothing against her. Like that's her belief. And when I get together with her, she is like, she is most herself with me because everybody, everybody lie and hide who they are with her and act like you know I don't drink alcohol and I don't do this and I don't do that and I've always been like uh I smoke pot I sleep with both men and women I'm doing spells naked in the moonlight and I don't give a fuck what you think about it (laughs) so there's a respect level on there you know at least like there's an honesty Mm -hmm. um and it gives her freedom to be able to show up authentically And that's what our jobs are, is to help people bring their true, authentic selves out. Because you can't keep living, you're putting yourself in a box or a bubble and then not expect somebody not to be able to pick up on you. I'm very prone to picking up, oh, they're reserved because they put themselves in a box and they're scared to show who they really are. And yeah. That's why I mean you connected so well because I was coming out of my box and being the reserved Gabe that people are used to seeing to the point now that I just don't give a fuck what people think and I'm my own person and I'm going to do me. So 
that's exactly why we have to be able to share our stories so people realize it's okay to be who they are. It's okay to be who you are, and it's okay to not know what you are. It's Mm -hmm. okay for you to be like, you know, for me, my whole mentorship and the whole way that, like, I share spirituality with, you know, the, the people that I have on my mentorship and the spirituality courses that I do and the classes that I do and things like that are all based around the fact that I bring so many different things in and I practice my spirituality in a way that nobody else practices their spirituality. And that is what is unique is that you don't have to show up any kind of fucking way. You can believe in God and you can also, you know, have gifts or not have gifts. You can believe in God and you can do tarot cards and you can do candle lighting and you can have altars and you can do all of these things and you can have God that you worship. You just don't have to be a cunt about it. Those are facts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, and you see like when you told sent me the screenshots of my first podcast with you, my first episode, how somebody was saying it's close to Christmas, you shouldn't be posting this kind of stuff, blah 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 blah. And you know <laughs> when I read that, I was like, do they not really understand what Christmas truly is about? I was like, yes, there is a persona that Christ was born Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Which he wasn't because there's no fucking way that the North Star was positioned for the three wise men to even be going to him. Not to mention that the weather at that time would have been so that nobody would have been riding their fucking camels through mm-hmm. the desert. In the dead of December, it is like, I, I could really go into this, Gabe. Um, okay, so that's like just not a thing. And Christi- Christianity took a lot of things that were pagan beforehand. And this is why a lot of um, witches and whatnot refer to themselves as pagan because they practice old traditional holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but pagan is older than Christianity and was happening far before Christianity. And it was deemed to be bad. And they were also trying to get people to convert over to Christianity. So they took versions of what they were already practicing and they molded them into something different. And so, um, a lot of Christian holidays like Easter and Christmas and um, even Thanksgiving was taken from a harvest festival done by pagans and Christians used that as a way to say that it was thanks with the Native Americans, but they literally went in and slaughtered and gave them disease and were not being friendly with them. So um, I actually had Father Woda. He came on, he was on the podcast, but he also came on Patreon And he actually gave down a break of, um, he gave a break of the wheel, but he also broke down a lot of tradition, traditional pagan holidays that have now been taken over to Christianity. And he talked about the differences with them and, um, what goddesses were being and gods were being represented by the original holiday. And I, I know that you are Christian, and when I say things, Gabe, I just want you to know that I never, ever, ever mean things directed at you when I'm referring to, like, 
the Christians or whatever. I have respect for what you believe and the way that you practice your spirituality and the way that others practice their spirituality. I just also want there to always be like that respect that things can be changed and you can have new ways that are practiced and you can have ways that you practice and there can still be a real origination to how those things started. And I think that credit needs to be given where credit's due, you know? Yeah. And trust me, I've watched a lot of your TikToks, especially here recently. And I sit there and I will laugh my ass off because you put straight up facts, but you make you convert it into a funny aspect of things. And I just sit there and I lose it. I will sit there while I'm on the phone with the boyfriend and I'm just on your TikTok watching your videos. And I bust out <laughs> laughing. He goes, what are you laughing? At? I was like, oh, Gemini goddess. 420 just posted the most freaking funniest video ever. <laughs> I I do it that way because um, I feel that people will listen to things more when they don't feel like they're being attacked, which is why I'm so careful about the way that I talk about Christian science and I talk about other religions and I want you to know how valid and valued your beliefs are, even if they're different than mine. Um but I also like, I want people to pay attention to what I say. And when you're hateful about what you say, you don't get an audience or a response. You just get hate in return. And that's not what I want to perpetuate. I want to perpetuate um, people not being a fucking ignorant. Mm-hmm. And as you can look in this world, there's a lot of more ignorance than there is love anymore. There is, but you know what? Something that I've noticed is that there are a lot of people who, I mean, yes, sure. I, I showed you the the screenshots of like, you shouldn't be posting this time. And I've come into my own contact with like, just hateful bullshit. But for the most part, I really, I've noticed that so many pages get just hate from about religion and things like that. And and I really have not. And I think that it's because of the way that I do content and that I do videos and that I can educate you without, you know, telling you to go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Even though me and you both are prone to being able to say it flat out to people's faces, <laughs> go fuck yourself. But <laughs> we do it in a more subtle way, especially Capricorns and Geminis. We're... We can be feisty when we have to be feisty, but we try to keep it on a more positive note than a negative note. Yes. And Capricorn and Gemini are both communicators and Uh we both are more worried about our message and what we have going on than we give a fuck about your ignorism. And so we do want to like communicate and educate. And then when you just don't get the point, that's when we're like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm not wasting my time. Pretty much. And I've come across a couple of people like that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not wasting my energy on you. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I also, I also love about Capricorn and I, I find this with you, Noelle. Um, I know my sister-in-law is Capricorn. We all come across to people. Um, how would I say this? We come across to a lot of people initially different than we actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that people get uncomfortable with bluntness and straightforwardness. 
And it, I don't think that any of us ever come forward with it in a rude way, but we are just very blunt and we're to the point. And that's very difficult for a lot of people to handle. And I, I think that it may be why we kind of gravitate towards each other um, is because we do, we do have that in common. I know that for you and I, you and Noel, you, me and Noel, there is an ability to be able to straightforward say something and then somebody not get their feelings hurt and just be like, oh, that's your truth. Cool beans. Uh-huh. Now, will I give people forewarnings? And I'll be like, listen, I'm a Capricorn. I'm straight to the point. I'm straightforward. And I can be brutally honest. I was like, but I don't go that route as I truly want to. I will start, I will go subtle. And then if you continue to do something that gets on my nerves, then we might have a come to Jesus moment. Did you see the um, Did you see the photo that I posted on uh, Facebook today? No. So I posted a face. I, I posted a, a photo on Facebook, and um, I put a caption on it. And a goal that I have is being able to. First of all, my go to is like I just want to punch you in your throat. Oh my god, and that's mine too. <laughs> I'm really working on not being um, like physically like not being physically aggressive about things. Mm -hmm. And I've always been told that like, I'm mean or I'm a bitch or whatever. And so for a while, I, I found that just not having reactions and situations and just not saying how I was actually feeling and being like, that's not okay or whatever. I was swallowing a lot of things down in my personal life because publicly like I I can tell you about yourself but privately um I really try to like not disturb the waters and um that's been something that I've done for a really long time now and so a goal that I have is to be able to openly communicate what my boundaries are with people without having to destroy them verbally or physically assault them and um, to be able to like stand in my truth about what I have to say and know that I've communicated it clearly, you've chosen to repeatedly do what you're doing and then for me to walk away. That's going to be, it's gonna be hard, but it's something that I'm really working on. And that's always been my case where I would just walk away from the situation. But a lot of people said, well, that makes you look weak and blah, 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 blah. So when I started actually standing up for myself, people were not liking me. And now I'm to that point where if I don't stand up for myself, people are just going to be able to walk right on over me. And I'm just at that point now and at that age where, you know, there's certain friends who try to push me to my full limits on mm -hmm. where my feistiness is going to come out. And I had to reevaluate the friendship and cut the friendship loose because at the end of the day, I know who loves me for who I really am. And if they, if those other people can't accept that fact, they shouldn't be in my circle in the first place. I love that. And I agree with you. Um, yes. I think that it's really hard to, figure out how to navigate your personality and figure out how to authentically show up as yourself without making other people feel like inferior or uncomfortable. And 
I'm at a point, and I think that you've hit this point too, where I'm going to show up how I'm going to show up, and people can either like it or they can fuck off. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of my coworkers are like, we don't know what mood you're going to show up in for the day. I was like, well, I'm sorry to be your barrier of bad news, but that's just how it's going to roll from now on. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm coming into a disaster zone, yeah, it's going to piss me the fuck off and you're going to deal with the repercussions. But if I come in and you're actually doing what you're supposed to do, then I will be fine with you. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Gabe. I, I love all the energy about it. I am excited to see. I'm excited to see how you develop as a person with having the podcast and sharing your story because you're going to have so many moments of healing, but you're also just going to understand people in a totally different way. And I'm looking forward to seeing how your, how your spirituality and how your gifts evolve too, because as you start hearing more about other people's gifts and whatnot, you're going to do research on different things. You're going to experiment with different things. And I promise you that when you look back on this in a year, you're going to be like, wow, I am a different person. Mm-hmm. Like I've already noticed the change from where I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have progressed and moved forward so much that I look at the past and I'm like, well, that didn't succeed on defining me. That didn't work either. And all I see now for the future is progression and not going backwards. Look how far you've come in just the last month since you were on Coven of Reject sharing your story, you know? I know. And it's like now I'm to the point where I'm going to share the crap out of my story Mm -hmm. and refer people to Coven of Rejects. And that's what my first episode was about, was giving a little bit of the story and then converting them to go to Coven of Rejects to listen to the full two episode stories. And that's what my latest tiktok video was about was walking through fire and going through hell and i said in the um description on the video itself it's like i've been through the worst fire but here i am telling my story christian gay and gifted and still gay and still christian (laughs) and i tagged you in those videos i saw i saw one of them right before we were starting and by the way i think that naming yesterday's episode uh, when I had you back on naming it still Christian and gay was fucking hilarious I like I cracked myself up like when you sent me that I was like oh my god yes that is (laughs) the perfect title for the episode I could just so clearly see your face being like I'm still here yep that's exactly what I said too in my head I was like I'm still here (laughs) I love it so much. Do you have anything that you, any other things that you like? I'm so used to not sharing about my story. So I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm so used to providing the platform for others to share about themselves that I am never prepared to share about myself, but I am so open to answering absolutely any questions that you have. And I would like, I would love to answer anything that you want to know about me or my craft or my gifts or anything. So one of the questions, especially when we were on the witchcraft part of the discussion, what is it like for your preparations before you start your spell casting or making your altars up 
what process do you prefer the most? Okay, so good questions. So when I am going to be working on spell work, I like to put myself into a physical circle. People can do them in all kinds of different ways. I like to use... um, I like to use salt and um, I use crystals and I use herbs and I just, I use different things that make a physical circle around me that I'm going to bind. And so when I do spell work, that's the kind of like circle that I'm going to do. When I am going to be working on an altar space, I actually showed a little, um, a little sneak peek video on TikTok. First of all, I never recommend that people um, show their altar to people or show everything going on their altar because that is like very personal. We'll take everything off. I will cleanse with a spray cleanse and a smoke. Clean off with smoke anything that I'm going to be putting onto my altar. I like to include things on my altar that represent every element. I also really love coffee on my altar because um, I'm somebody who, like we talked about, I like things to be done quickly and efficiently. And coffee has the properties to um, make make things speed up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. My goddess has also requested that I have it. I work with... Um, Lilith and Lucifer as my deities. A lot of witches have their own. Uh, I was really, and you can hear it on the podcast too. I was really against having deities that I work with for a long time. Um, but I have loved uh, newly working with them and they've been very helpful. Um, so I'll have things that represent elements. I have candles for them. I also keep candles on my altar that I'm going to light during client readings and they're, they're their own candles. So if I'm going to be doing a client reading, I'm going to be lighting a candle. Um, I have one space that I do readings in and it's the same space that I do podcasts in. So this is a space that is engulfed in protection and my magic and my energy. Nobody else comes in here. Uh, I also never have anybody else touch my cards for any fucking reason you don't need to touch my cards and so mm-hmm. um it it makes a way with having to do crazy amounts of cleansing on things because other people's energy isn't coming in here and if you're going to set up your circle correctly in your space and before and after you do readings for people then it shouldn't be something where you're having to like deep cleanse everything every time you're going to use it mm-hmm. um I do circles of, so I'd actually love to talk to you about this. So I do, um, I call them intentional circles or, um, or mental circles. So when I'm going to read somebody, I always do. Um, and I'm actually happy to read you on the podcast. If you'd like, I'd really love to do a card poll on you. Um, I was actually going to suggest that <laughs> before hell we yeah, spirit said come through. <laughs> um, I do a intentional circle where I am calling on our guides. Um, I call on spirit guides, ancestors, guardian angels, um, gods and goddesses. And I also call on the elements for different things, depending on the person. And I set up a circle. I do this. If I'm going to be on a zoom video with you, I do it. If I'm going to be sending you a video later. And the intention for that is that 
while I'm working and whenever you are absorbing the information that spirit is giving you through me, you are going to be in a circle of protection and communication where you can show up authentically to have any emotions that you have, where you can let your guard down and I can let my guard down and you are safe in that moment when you are connected with me with that specific reading and your guides are going to give you extra protection and everything. Um, And so I seal us into a circle and that is where I feel like I'm communicating with my guides. Hey, I'm going to be down. I'm not going to be in my physical self because I'm going to be channeling and I need you guys to look out for me. And then where I'm also telling spirit, I want you to make me a clear channel and a hollow bone. And I want to just deliver the message the way that it's intended with nothing that I don't want any of my own personal interpretation put into a reading ever. And then I start the reading and Some people like to release energy back to their client while they're talking. I do not. I like to um, end the recording, end the call, end the whatever, and then I release everybody back and I cleanse my space the way that works for me. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do it. I do the exact same thing, especially before I do a live reading on TikTok because depending on how many people you have in that live, you're picking up on every single one of those people's energy and it will get to the point where you can feel it in your space and in your room that you are doing the reading that there is a congestion of energy and that's when i literally have to grab the sage stick and the black obsidian tower that i have and i start on a cleansing rampage like all energy (laughs) needs to go unless it is my own energy and my spirit guides and teachers ancestors archangels angels They all know when it comes to cleaning time that a lot of energy has to go. I love it, Gabe. I am actually, so I'm lighting an incense right now while we're talking. I've placed some crystals on my decks just to, okay, so that's another thing too. When you're, when, um, when people are cleansing their stuff and I say this as if like they're, they're new and they don't know, but. Um, you can, you can cleanse with smoke and also you can balance out the energy that's been in your cards by adding in crystals Mm -hmm. and, uh, various crystals have different properties and different reasons why you would use them. I really like to use clear quartz because clear quartz, you can put any energy that you want into it and that's what it reflects back. So, um, do you want me to start a reading for you, Gabe? Sure. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so used to being the podcast host that like (laughs) everything in me not to like steer the conversation. It's also a Gemini thing. (laughs) Uh, A Gemini thing and like as opposed like astrologically, but also a Gemini thing is like, it's just a thing I do. Trust Um, me, I'm the same way. (laughs) Do you, okay. Do you, when you do readings, um, I, (laughs) do you have any like, tick or anything that you do for me I've I've noticed that I deeply rub the inside of my palms with my thumb from my other hand like if I'm picking up on other people's energy and like spirit my spirit guide's already saying this 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 and this like if you watch me very closely I don't know if you noticed it the first time I was on the podcast with you I go I like turn my head 
to the left slightly, and I'm looking. I did. Like I sewn the fuck out. <laughs> and that's I love when it. You, and that's when you know I'm connected in the spirit realm. And when I decide I'm coming back to give the reading is when I decide to come back. Now I've noticed here recently since obtaining the Moldavite stone and everything else that when I do go into that mode of I'm getting ready to do a reading I no longer remember diddly squat on what I just told the client where before I had obtained the stone I could remember a lot of it and now spirits like no you don't need to remember diddly squat so like what first couple days that I had this stone I did readings on two of my moderators and about time I physically spiritually got back into my own body from letting the spirits do what they wanted to do I couldn't remember anything (laughs) channeling at its best Mm -hmm. all right I'm going to do um a circle and um then I'm going to start pulling some cards for you okay all right. And I blend tarot and Oracle. I do like, it's an experience. So you just hang on to your booty cheeks and get ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I want to open up a circle of protection and communication as I read Gabe today. Gabe, what's your, I'll, I'll ask you about this later. Um, but were you there, there's a different name that we're not using for you. Correct. A different first name? Yeah, you have a different first name. I legally changed my name, so yes, there is a different first name. Okay, we're going with Gabe. I want to open up a circle of protection and communication as I read Gabe today. I ask that gods, goddesses, guardian angels, ancestors, and spirit guides... Please surround our circle and give us extra protection and energy as our guard is down and our energies flow freely with each other. I ask that spirit comes to this circle to communicate the messages that are truly intended for Gabe and help me to be the hollow bone to give his messages directly as they come with no filtration from myself. I ask that water comes through every obstacle to bring the messages that are intended for Gabe today and to help him, um, just have stable energy while we do the reading. I ask that air comes in and gives fresh new perspectives for situations and things that are repeating in Gabe's life. There's a lot of things that are, um, that are repeating themselves that I'd like to find healing for him on. I ask that earth comes in and keeps us grounded and present in this moment. And I ask that fire comes in and, Ooh, I like this. I ask that fire comes in and lights the path for Gabe to take, but also that helps warm the dark corners and to help bring things out into the light that maybe have been stashed away that um, Gabe isn't even realizing. I ask that this reading be only for Gabe's higher sense of good and that everything that comes into this reading is uh, what is meant for him on the best path for his journey. With this being said, the spirit circle is now open. So, um, I, I don't usually, I've never had to call fire to like light things from corners that you don't face. So Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a lot of things that like you personally keep away that you don't really want to talk about. You don't really want to get brought up. I got the judgment card first off and foremost. So that tells us a whole lot. Um, 
I think that this podcast is going to be such a great way for you to get out of the mindset of worrying about judgment or worrying about how you're coming across, because I don't think that you've really been given a platform before where you are able to show up as an authentic version of yourself. You've only ever been in situations where you had to do something for somebody else. Um, You literally got four major arcanas right off the bat. So you've got that judgment. We have temperance. You've got the devil. We've got the tower. And then you've got four of cups. So you're going to be having major shifts happening, major things that are going to be going on for you. And really, there's not going to be too much that you're going to be doing as far as strategizing. Like you didn't get any swords. So it's not anything where you're going to have to strategically strategically and intellectually um, put anything into it, but you are going to have to control your emotions and things. I think that something that you're going to want to watch out for specifically is getting to um, like self-absorbed or into ego as you start to get public recognition for things. And you are going to have to be able to have that balance between you are the shit, but also you still have a lot that like is left for you to learn and do. And just make sure that you, when that devil card comes in for me after this, I really feel like there's going to be things that like, they look opportunities that look so good for you to take, but they're going to be ego-based opportunities and not things that are actually going to be benefiting you the long run. So I want you, when things are coming up that seem like they're going to be financially lucrative to you, I want you to not be jumping at those things. And I want you to actually be sitting down and thinking about them. You have, um, and you've talked about it, that tendency for you to just kind of jump at things because you have an idea. That's great. You're going to want to have that like momentous energy, but you're going to have big decisions, big tower moments for you where you're going to have to actually sit down and think about, is this in your highest sense of good? Is this something that you really want to happen? Or is this something that you're just being led to for the moment because it's low hanging fruit that you don't have to jump really high for. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that's something that you have on repeat a lot in your life is like, um, I could have done this if I had been a little bit more patient or I was too patient and I didn't strategize. And so I let it slip away. So there you are. I think a a big lesson for you is going to be balance. You got that queen of cups. So a huge essential part of you making um, choices financially and business wise is you prioritizing self-care. And I know that you don't do that, by the way. (laughs) Like my right ear just started ringing. So I know that like that is such a true, true thing for you. I want you to start taking baths. I want you to start um, cleansing off your energy when you come into your house. I want you to stop coming home after a frustrating day of work and then bringing your frustration into your own space because you're bringing other people's bullshit into your space. Those aren't even your problems. This is at a different location that you do not own that you can just leave there. And these people that frustrate the fuck out of you have absolutely nothing to do with your path. They are just temporary ants on your journey. (coughs) I think that you take the, you take the, um, you take the role of like management and um, people depending on you very seriously. And you're like, if I'm placed in this position, I'm going to do the absolute best that I can, but you need to start getting into the mindset of you do that. You don't change that at all, but you do that when you're being paid to do that because nobody's fucking paying you to do that at home. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I also think that, so you've got this eight of pentacles that came up next for you. And I'm trying to think about the, okay, you got that. And then you got the star card next. So whatever you're, you're going to be able to be a manifester. Like you are going to be able to bring in that abundance, all that gold that's going to come with, with the pentacle on things. But you're only going to be able to do that when you truly learn how to let yourself shine bright, like, like the star card. Um, you're only going to be able to do that when you let yourself shine bright and you are, how would I say this? You're going to be getting to a point this year where you are no longer going to be doing um, job for other, for somebody else. I think that you're going to be able to do things independently for yourself Specifically, I think that your readings are going to be picking up to the point that you're going to be able to just be doing your readings full time. You're not going to be um, having the time or energy to go into a store, but you're not currently. Are you working? Do you work at a store? I do. Okay. Um, you are. You are going to be doing things where you're not going to have the time to be able to be going into a store. Um But you are I'm trying to understand this message. You won't have the time to be able to go into the store, but you are going to have to learn different things about yourself before you can truly just go and take a leap. But the minute that you feel like, okay, I'm in the position that I'm ready to go. I want you to not overthink the taking the plunge to be self-employed because that is a sure thing that is absolutely meant for you with absolutely zero questions asked, you got the page of pentacles next. So like, this is something that's encouraged. It is something that's going to be um, nurtured. I do think that you are going to be educating different people on um, different forms of mediumship and also on different ways that they can be connecting with their loved ones. I do want to say that I feel like a part of your gift that's not being super utilized right this minute is um, telling people what they can be doing specifically for the loved ones who have passed away or how they can be honoring them or how they can, um, what specific signs they can be looking for after people um, have passed away after they have their reading with you. I think that that's something that's going to be big for you. Mm -hmm. You got that tower again. <laughs> <laughs> so spirits like we need you to know that this is going to happen. And I, I hate when people think that the tower is like this crazy card and like, it means devastation because the car, the tower does not mean that there is a devastation. The tower means that there is a, a big change to make and that spirit has let you know in advance that there's something for you to change and for you to work on. So instead of being scared of it, let's just make it fucking happen. Let's just know that you are going to be able to put action into place and you just prepare yourself ahead of time for that coming to you and that's what i've been doing because spirits already telling me you're about to blow up so you need to prepare yourself for the change that's about to come forth and i'm like i'm working on that <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm trying to make that happen um the next that i want to do is i want to pull some cards for you i got this um I got this deck recently gifted to me, and it is called the Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle Deck. 
And um, the way that this deck is set up is it's actually similar to tarot style where it has different suits. It has major arcana and then there's different suits into it. I am not so familiar where everything in this little booklet is based yet. Mm-hmm. So just give me a second while we, while I'm finding the cards. The first card that came up for you was the card for sexuality. Um, and so I do think that there's still you coming to terms with, um, with expressing that before I even pull up the card. That's what, that's what comes up for me is that there still is maybe an uncertainty or not fully expressing yourself the way that you are genuinely inside wanting to express yourself. Um, this first card, the, I can't even pronounce the person's name on this card. So bear with me. I think it's Gwangwani Jamai, a black goddess, a black goddess emerges and she is fully in love with her sexuality, confident in her sacred power. She does not let anyone siphon energy from her. She activates the erogenous zones of those who allow their true divinity to shine through when working with creator energy. The dolphin. The dolphin medicine reminds you to breathe through your energetic downloads. This card is amplified if it appears by the creator vortex. Um, the energy created by the embodiment of your sacred sexuality is a driving force and a powerful manifester. She is here to tell you that you have forgotten your worth and you need to embrace your power. The creator energy is a powerful driver for manifestation, which you're working on, taking you into the multidimensional realm of the erotic energetic expansion that will take place. It has already happened within your highest self. You must only remember to harness the energy and set an intention. So I don't think that like, I don't think that outwardly you necessarily are expressing yourself the way that you feel emotionally and inside. Like it very much feels like there's um, there's different ways that you would like to show up. There's different ways that when you think of you truly authentically showing up and sharing your expression, I just think that it's different than the way that you are currently physically showing up. Does that make sense for you? Yes. Okay. And then this next card is Hermetic and it is the card of creation and I'm just looking for it in my book because I don't know where the fuck they put anything. <laughs> it would be nice if like the card said and it's in this category and then I could be like, oh, okay, awesome sauce. Um, but I'm a firm, like when it comes to Oracle decks, I'm such a believer that you read what they put with that card because it always has a message and there's a reason that it was created and a message that's behind it for that person. I just can't find it. Thank you for your patience. You're welcome. Let's see. Hey, it does have pages. I found a cheat sheet. (laughs) Okay. Hermetic. This is the card of um, creation. In the edible card, we see a mortar, a pestle, fresh herbs, and fruit laid out. Two two dehydrated fruit squares are lined on the table. 
It's time to create your own medicine and experiment in the kitchen with different um, new traps and plants. The edible oracle is akin to Thoth, the father of writing and magic. It is said in legend that he had left several emerald tablets for humanity to find so that they can know how to truly live. Two of these tablets have yet to be revealed to humanity and won't be until we evolve our consciousness enough to fully integrate the teachings of the last lessons we need to grow. Listen to the plants around you and take your medicine into your own hands. The um, plant spirit that comes forward for you is um, Marigold. The next card that you have is um, the wizard card, and this is the card for balance. You also got that temperance pulled out um, when we did the tarot. So you being able to have a balance is going to be really important. And I really love that the tarot cards were really talking about like business-wise and career and things to look forward and manifestation. And then these cards are really like, let's talk about your personal expression, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the wizard card is balance. In the wizard card, we see, and by the way, this is a person um, holding a joint with a bunch of colors around it. And it's like super flimble. If I could describe these cards, they look super gay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking at them and I'm like, this is some rainbow shit. Um, in the wizard card, we see how a person has transformed after applying the lessons learned. The wizard in the card is standing on the pier, watching the waves carry off the sand. He maintains a sense of balance, knowing that what is his will come to him and will not pass him by. The wizard stands with three joints lined up, representing moving into the next stages of a situation. My next situation would be getting high as fuck, but that's just me. The wizard also shows up when it's time to travel. While he stands with his back to us, we must wait for him to turn around, symbolizing the patience of the joint. The momentum to turn the ground herbs into a wand signifies growth and a rite of passage delivered by the wizard. And that spirit animal is basil. And then your very last card is alchemy, and it's the card of choices. Um, by the way, these three last cards, I this deck, the shit is shuffled out of it, and these three are are right next to each other. Um, so for me, that means that that first one is kind of that sexuality card is kind of that major arcana where this is what our focus is going to be. But these are really like you're gonna have one thing after another where this is what your focus is. This is what your this is what your focus is, and it's all for you being able to truly and authentically embrace and show up as you are. Um, so your final card, I love it because the plant spirit is lavender. So I feel like you literally go through this, like, this is how you're going to um, put more energy and you're going to do this. And then the lavender is going to come in and there's also a picture of a bong. So I feel like this deck, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so I feel like you're going to have this like calming at the end where like, congratulations you've done all of these steps let's settle in so alchemy In the alchemy card we see the bong in a glass case on the wall and another that is free in the hand of the being the person depicted has to make a decision the bong brings the alchemy of the four elements together as shown by the table altar beside the person water the earth spirit the air and the fire will all have to be present for the alchemy to work properly and to connect to the higher realms can we just 
talk about the fact that they're bringing up elements and I literally specifically called them to our circle. Mm-hmm. When this card appears, you are being reminded that you always have a choice. Decisions come before actions and the bong represents weighing your alternatives. If this card has come to you, commune with the plant spirit pairing to determine progress, plan for the future, and find the ambition to make it happen as fast as you like. And again, that is lavender. So uh, something that spirit really, really wants me to talk to you about is I want you, yes, plan for things. Yes, bring things into fruition and make them happen. But also make sure, again, going back to self-care spirit just really is like you will have to keep yourself care in check and it's great that you have all of these ideas for the things that you want to do and the things that you plan on coming into fruition but don't be planning what you want to do based on what you see somebody else doing that is similar to you do it yourself when it comes to um, physical transformations of any kind don't do that because you're seeing other people showing up that way and you think that it's what you have to do or that the way that they are doing it is correct does that make sense for you? Yes. So the last thing that I want to do um, is I just want to pull a crystal card for you so that um, we can see the crystal and the message that's going to help you the most in this moment. And I actually think I've pulled a crystal card for you before. Have I? Have I pulled? I feel like we've done this. The crystal one, um, I don't think we have yet. Okay, well, here the fuck we are. It feels like deja vu. Okay, aquamarine. This card or this crystal represents moderation, energy, tolerance, gentleness, compassion, the feminine, and goddess. Whether male or female, you can overcome a current conflict by reflecting upon and applying moderation, tolerance, gentleness, and compassion. These qualities are not a weakness, rather, they are strengths. What is called for at present is greater compassion and tolerance coupled with a little patience and gentleness. It is possible to resolve things in an amicable way to create a positive outcome for all concerned. As you look back on this current episode, you will realize a valuable lesson. Compassion and tolerance are signs of maturity and strength of character, and they are qualities that infuse all with light and love. And that is what I have for you, my friend. I greatly appreciate it. It made a hell of a lot of sense because the last two weeks I've been, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And then Spirit's like, oh, no, but you're going to be doing this, 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 and this. So (laughs) me trying to get my brain wrapped around everything that's happening, it's like, okay, I need to take some steps back and, you know, just calm myself down. (laughs) You definitely do. But that was a very point on reading. Good. I'm glad it resonated for you. I mean, it always does, but I'm always happy when it does. That's what so I have for you. Do you have anything else you want to add before we go ahead and end this session? You know what? I don't. I would just say that um, if people haven't already gone and heard your stories over on Coven of Rejects, I think that you're going to get so engulfed with sharing other people's stories that you'll be like myself and you'll be like, I don't know how to talk about myself. Um, so I would urge people to go over there and get to know you a little bit deeper on that level. And, um, people can follow me on TikTok and Instagram as Gemini underscore goddess 420. And if they want readings, they can go to coven of rejects.com. 
Sounds good. I will post this episode by the end of the week, but I will get with you to get pictures and everything else. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Gabe, for having me. I am so excited um, and honored that you made me the the first guest that you have. And I, I just cannot wait to see what happens on your adventure. You're very welcome. And thank you for help giving the inspiration to start the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope you have a wonderful night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.